Sakuna Show. Hello, I'm Tom Ellis. And I'm Kevin Alejandro. And we are the stars of Lucifer. And we are here on Drinky Fun Time with your lovely hosts, Emma. Emma and Dan. Daniel. Daniel. Hello, Daniel. Daniel. (laughs) You know what time it is, don't you? That's right. It's Drinky Fun Time, where we drink booze with some of the most interesting people at the coolest places around. So grab a drink, chill out, and enjoy the show. All right. It is Drinky Fun Time, and we are drinking with the coolest people in the coolest places around. If you don't count me, I'm Dan Dunn. Nothing cool about me, Uh, except that I hang out with this woman sitting next to me, lovely and talented and British, Emma Patterson. Hi, Dan. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're back at a place I adore. What is this place? We're back at the Melrose Umbrella Company. Melrose Umbrella. Guess which street it's on. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's on Melrose. <clears throat> Excuse me there. A little bit uh, a little bit under the weather. Uh, Melrose is kind of a famous street here in, in L.A. Is this, was, is this like technically West Hollywood? Was it is. This, this is West Hollywood? It's West Hollywood. So we're safe. We are not anywhere near Hollywood. Hollywood. Real Hollywood is rough. It yeah. can get dangerous there. Uh, and if you even go further out... Like to the valley? Oh, hell no. Oh, my God, you're fucked. And I know this because the gentleman sitting uh, with us here, our guest on today's show, I believe he does live out in the valley. I believe he lives in the rough and tumble valley outside of Los Angeles. He is a, uh, he's a model. He is a uh, musician. He is an actor. He is an influencer. He is one of the biggest, uh, way bigger Instagram following than anybody else that I know. Uh, he's, uh, I met him uh, on, a, on a trip to a whiskey distillery high west whiskey and we're going to be drinking that and talking about that uh but first let's bring him on a warm drinky fun time welcome to our our very special guest today mr levi stock yes yes how are you man doing good 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 thanks for joining us Thanks for the whiskey. Yeah, look, he's slugging it already. The highway. What, what do we got? We're doing the High West, uh, the Rendezvous Rye, okay? So uh, just to give you a little background, Levi and I were recently on a trip to High West Distillery, which is located in Utah, Park City, Utah. To be, and uh, this is a, uh, a, a, a High West is a brand that hasn't been around that long, but it's, it's really kind of just blew up, and it's become one of the most popular American whiskeys. And this one we have here, the Rendezvous Rye, is their signature uh, whiskey. This is the one right here that kind of put them on the map. And uh, what do you think of it, man? It's good. All right. There we go. Okay. Their, their bourbon is yeah. my favorite. We drank a really lot good. of it in Utah. See, do yeah. you hear that, people? You're influenced now. He said it's good. <laughs> you have been go influenced. Go out and drink it. <laughs> drink it. So, um, so, Levi, you do live in the Valley. But it's not really nearly as dangerous as I'm making it out to be. No. Uh, you've lived, have you lived in worse places than the Valley? Yeah. G- give us one. Yeah. Well, I mean, I grew up in, I was born in Florida, and then I grew oh. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. alligators there. <laughs> Shudder. And then I grew up in Nashville, and Nashville's a nice town. And then St. Louis, Missouri, that was where it was a little rough around the edges. So, St. Louis. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I've only been there. Have you been to St. Louis, Emma? No. No. Let's do a show. In St. Louis? Yes. I don't know. It's it. Don't do it after What's 10 p.m. in the city at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. bad. What were you doing yeah. there? Uh, I just was living as a kid. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Surviving. Yeah. You were surviving. That's where I got into a lot of my art stuff, though, was You're an St. artist, Louis. too? Well, music and, you oh. know, acting oh, and you, fashion. By the way, speaking of, of art, your so. entire body is, you, you, tattoos are, it's everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing? Yeah. Because I'm seeing neckline, the yeah. sleeves as it go, the back, and the whole deal. Uh, I haven't got my back done yet. I've been looking at it, but um, it's funny because I was actually thinking about stopping in and getting a tattoo while I was over here because my tattoo shop's Drinky right Funtime? across the street. Drinky yeah, fun- yeah, I was going to get Drinky Fun Time. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Right, right across my right butt cheek. There we go. Very yeah. expensive, aren't they? Drinky tattoos? Fun Time? No, we'll pay for it. We'll do uh, it. Yeah, we'll yeah. get it for you. <laughs> um, How much do you think you've spent on your body so far in tattoos? Not much. Really? Because one, you know, one of my best friends, he was also my old roommate. Like, just would hook me up with it. So I just, he would bring his tattoo gun home uh, to the house when we were roommates at the time. And we would just start drinking and turn on punk rock. And he was like, <laughs> he's like, I'll go as long as you want to go. So wait, you weren't you know? worried about like, holy shit, this is going to be 
on my body that forever. That even on my mind. Is there any tattoo on you? <laughs> is you have a tattoo on your body yeah. right now where you think, God, this is really fucked up? Yeah. Real, real, yeah, like, yeah. Can we see it? Is it uh, well, yeah. I mean, I've got uh, an ex. It's pointing to his yeah. wedding ring. Finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Already oh, you, a got, you, got a, you got an ex's name on your finger? <laughs> when I was 18 years oh. old. Yeah. Oh, rookie move. <laughs> Oh man! So. Um, but now, so now, is it something now that you're more concerned about? Like when you go to get tattoos, I'm assuming it's more of a professional setting. No, I mean it's weird because once you get it, you just kind of don't see it anymore. So I don't feel like I really have a whole lot of tattoos. Yeah, that's probably part of the addiction. Yeah, Emma, yeah. you don't have any, do you? No. Would you ever do it? No. Why? Why is it just you don't want to do it? Or are you worried about? Because you do come from a small town in England. What, how many? We've been recording three or four minutes. I'm already about to mention my mother. She once said, well, is it going to look good when you're old and wrinkly? And I thought, I couldn't think of a single part of my body that, sorry, uh, mm. Levi, I'm sure you'll look great I'm completely offended. Um, <laughs> but I don't think I will anywhere. I just don't want it to look like a, a little prune or a raisin. <laughs> Whatever Sorry. it is. I literally just snorted all over the microphone. <laughs> I'm also really scared of needles. So <laughs> I'd be a poor candidate. Oh, that's, so, that's the most British thing I think you've ever said. I don't want it to look like a prune or a raisin. <laughs> I'm know, going you could get, to. You could get like an anchor or something. You know, if the uh, anchor but, goes, my, but my anchor would look like a prune anchor. <laughs> or a, a, No, it's not a good look. So when you're talking about your butt cheek, Levi, I mean, uh -huh. I don't know if that, that part goes that wrinkly, actually. The butt? Yeah. I don't know. You haven't seen my butt. Yeah, it's... Let's yeah. never. But, you, but Levi did say he's thinking about maybe that's going to be the next sort of area. Look, I'm touching my butt. Hoping, yeah. I'm thinking, <laughs> is it wrinkly? It's not, actually. Mine. No. But anyway, it's not. Not yeah. yet. Not yet. Is there a pain, like the most painful tattoo you've ever gotten? Yeah. My, uh, the top of my kneecap. Ow. So I thought it was just a, hearing it. I only have one kneecap done, and I'm not doing the other because it. I decided I wanted to get a big black star, at like at, with a compass, okay. on my kneecap, and um, to get black to stay in the skin on your knee is it's damn near impossible. So just literally, I was there for four or five hours. Just did he warn you, the tattoo guy, that it was going to be painful? Oh yeah, he told me. Yeah. And is it just hitting the bone? Is that what's going on? Is yeah, because you have to completely tighten your knee oh. to, to get it to stay. And because uh. we use our knees a lot, uh -huh. they, I guess it's got to have as much color in the skin as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, it's going to fade really quick. Yeah. Well, just don't do it. There you go, everyone listening. Your influence. Don't get a black heart don't. on your knee. No, it's a star. Star. It's a star, black oh, star. Sorry. star not yeah. a oh, I don't know. Maybe you yeah. should get a star. Yeah. You can um, do something around it, but I wouldn't do something on the top of it. So how did explain? I do want to know how. So the how did you get? First of all, how did you get such a large following on Instagram? Uh, beyond being beyond being, you're a stylish gentleman. Emma can do. You're a stylish gentleman here. You've got you know very cool sense of style, good look, the whole thing. But beyond that, there's got to be there's a ton of good looking guys on careful, Instagram. Levi. How did you how did you get to the point where you've got? You know, pushing a million followers, kind of thing. He's trying to be complimentary, but he wants yeah. to know really how do we get to your followers? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're gonna get Levi the drinky fun time tattoo. Have some more of that whiskey. He'll wake up tomorrow and be like, "Why is what the fuck is this DFT on my forehead?" <laughs> yeah. Um, so Girl. no, but, but see, I, mean, I am curious. Like, is there a point? You started at a point where everybody started, where mm -hmm. you got one follower. Yeah. And then is there a what, is there a place where you just got a jump where you went? There was. Well, I did a. It was a long time ago, but it was a Super Bowl commercial for Sprint. And it's funny because for the, for the casting, when I went, went in for it, I had lines. I completely forgot all of my lines. I didn't know anything. And I went in, and they basically rewrote the whole commercial thing because I, at the time I had a huge beard, which I not Bigger than the now. what we're oh, looking it's at? Huge. You got a pretty big beard I mean, now, It was yeah. huge. And so what they did is they rewrote it where it was like a little punch thing where uh, it was like a Framley plan. That's what they called it. So Fra like, Framley? Framley. I know, it's clever. Okay, yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, they, they um, ended up having me pop in on it, and the whole thing was with the guys from the – it was a band. So they were like, you know, uh, I think we got everybody. And then one guy's like, no, we need more beard. And I was the guy that popped in on there. More I was on there beard. for a split second. But people went looking for the bearded guy in the Sprint commercial. Wow. And it just started blowing up, like, over that. And then, you know, I had my music I had been trying to get off the ground for a while. And um, 
you know, people got a hold of that. How are you that. trying to do that? Well, I mean, I moved to L.A. I've been here for 13 years. Yeah. And then I but moved were you, out. But were you doing it music. on Instagram or some other platform to, to launch yourself? Uh, I was just playing little shows. I was in and out of bands and trying the whole thing. Yeah. Making, like, no money doing it, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. Like, no one cares about anything you do until you have an audience. But the hardest part is getting that audience. Sure. Yeah. So. And now you have a huge following. Okay, mm. so my question then is, what do you think has been the biggest thing you've had an influence on? The biggest thing I've had an influence on? As an influencer. Oh, man. I mean, the, the guys always hit me up about beards, you know? Beards, people. Yeah, yeah. beards. Have you gotten any, like... And hair. Hair. You have good yeah. hair. You got quality yeah. hair. I'm thankful to have it. Yeah, me so. too. I, I'm, I, when you get to my age, uh -huh. you still got hair? Yeah. It's a good thing. I That's what some. Robert Plant, actually, they asked me to interview. thought he was going to give some, like, great ad life advice. And they said, if there's one thing you could tell young people coming up in the music business you know, that they could do to become great. And he said, just don't lose your hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's probably true. I was like, yeah. all right, Robert. Robert Plant does have some amazing he hair. He does. Still. And he's, what is he, 70-something yeah. now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to bring this up. We, we talked about the fact that we were in Utah, and I kind of felt like this is a thing we could touch on because when we were in Utah, it was we were talking about this before we came on the show, but they have such weird drinking laws in Utah. So... One of them being, and we had this happen to us, was they, you can't have more than one alcoholic beverage in front of you per person. at the same time. So uh, Levi had ordered, you had a whiskey in front of you, and then we, yeah. had, we had some wine, and uh, the server said, no, uh, I can't uh, pour you the wine until you finish that, right? That yeah. was, and also the pours in Utah, very you can only do a one-and-a-half-ounce pour, and they're measured. There is no... Free pouring at all in Utah. They get all of the all of the pourers have a thing that measures out an exact either a half ounce shot or a one and a half ounce shot. But I did so I got to digging into Utah and and here's how weird it gets. This this happened recently. There was a uh, there was a, a case uh, a, a movie theater that serves alcohol. Okay, the place is called Brewies. Brewies, very clever. Movies, Bruce. Brewies. And uh, this happened recently where a, ju a judge ordered the state of Utah to pay a half million dollars in attorney fees uh, because the Bruvies Cinema showed the film Deadpool. Right. Okay. The film, and so there is a rule in, in Utah that says that you can't show movies that have any nudity or suggestion of sex, at least at this time. So this was in, this was in 2016 when this happened. Um, and they basically, the, the, the Bureau of Utah Department of Alcohol Beverage Control threatened to fine the theater up to $25,000 a day and rescind its license because it was serving alcohol during a film that simulated sex or full frontal nudity. So the big thing about this case was the state of Utah spent nearly a million dollars trying to prosecute this case. A million dollars trying to prosecute this case. And, uh, and the judge finally ruled against the state and basically chastised the state and said, you got to stop doing this stupid shit. I mean, we have these laws, and the laws are flawed. That's what the judge the, the, These laws are unenforceable. And you know that you keep making these really restrictive laws, and then when you try to go to court... It cost the state money. This cost the state of Utah a million dollars unnecessarily, okay? Who is putting these laws in place? Well, as okay, in Utah... And boring as, people. Yeah, exactly. Well, in Utah, <laughs> we, we talk about this, Levi. It's, more, it's a very Mormon state. I was going to say, is it still, is it still yeah. those it's, guys? It's, I think it's over 50% of the state identifies as Mormon. And Mormon, as you know, the Mormon religion, no caffeine... No alcohol. No caffeine. But the thing the is, though, what you were talking about that. with the That's rule news. about the, having the two drinks in front of you, yeah. it just makes you drink more, though. Because remember, they were coming to the table, and yeah. you just down it real quick so you can have another one come. And next thing you know, you know, there are drinking laws to keep you from drinking, and they're getting you wasted. Yeah, nobody wasn't, there wasn't, like, a shortage of drunk people. And there no. isn't a short, uh, shortage. If you go to Park City, if you go to uh, Sundance Film Festival, it's crazy. But yet they still have these rules in Utah, so another one there is that uh, no beer can have more than 3.2% alcohol. None. They don't sell it. Uh, 
we talked about the measurement thing. 3.2. 3.2% alcohol is the highest level of alcohol. So, for instance, if you're drinking a, you know, an IPA, mm. it's probably going to have 6% alcohol. They can't do that there. So you're basically drinking Bud Light in, in Utah. That's what they're, they're serving. Or they're just serving lower alcohol uh, craft beers. Yeah. Um, and then the big one that they had, of course, for a long time, and they finally did away with it, what was called the Zion Curtain. It was a, one of the more famous things. So in a restaurant, and this was the law going back forever, in a restaurant, because it might offend the delicate sensibilities of people that are in a restaurant Mormon in, in, in Utah. I said Mormon. That was a slip. But I meant to say it would be the Mormons. So the rule was in, in a restaurant, the drinks had to be made behind a wall or a curtain. They could not be made where anybody in the restaurant could see the drinks being made. Oh. Yeah, because that could scar you for life. You're like, oh, my yeah. God, he's Can't shaking the drink. You know, ah, yeah. ah. So they finally got rid of that in 2017, last year. They wow. finally got, now they can actually make a drink, and you can see them making the this drink. This is fascinating, isn't it? I'm also curious, and there's probably nothing behind this, but has the altitude got anything to do with the impact of how quickly people can get drunk? Because it is higher. Oh, 100%. Well, here's what happens with alcohol. And we, uh, you know, the first thing I tell people at alcohol, because I used to live in a ski town, is drink as much water. The biggest mistake people make when they show up at ski towns, I'm in Aspen, I'm in Park City, let's get fucked up. You know, we're on vacation. And your body naturally dehydrates because you're so high up, you know. Uh, I mean, what was Park City, but 7,000 feet? I don't know. Something. Right, right, up there. Yeah, up there. And, yeah. and you feel it. You know, you feel it. You're breathing. You feel You got to drink a lot of water, but it does. The, your body processes it everything differently at that at that altitude mm -hmm. so yeah people tend to get more screwed up but the biggest problem they have is waking up the next day feeling like death because they didn't drink enough water they're at altitude their body's already dehydrated the alcohol's dehydrated them and i've you know people have been in really really bad shape I mean, I think drinking you might be describing the reasons why they have these rules in place because no it's mormons <laughs> because, well, the Mormons, if we're going yeah. to talk about them, have lived it, and they have to live amongst all these people waking up in the morning feeling absolutely shocking, not drinking enough water. It could so be that, or it could be that yeah. <coughs> Mormons are weird. Uh, well, I, Caffeine. I didn't, I didn't oh. tell you what happened the night I got there, though, because I went to the bar and asked for a double, and he poured me a single. And have, you, did you see, have you seen the weird thing that they have that measures the... Yeah, that's the thing on the... Yeah, yeah, measures, yeah. yeah that measures yeah. it out. Yeah. It's not that weird. I, we I have them in England. Yeah. Keeps us all safe. People. No, free, free pouring is against the law. Like, they can't... Yeah. They can't open a bottle yeah. and pour you something. They the would boys be are dragged off about to re-education when the, when the bottle stops pouring out because it's already measured. It it's measures like a, a, there's a stop. Yeah. In Utah, it's they either serve you a half-ounce shot or a one-and-a-half-ounce shot. But go ahead. But I, um, I asked for a double, and the bartender, he goes, I can't serve you a double. He said, your buddy can order one, and then you can pour it in your glass. But he said, I can't pour you a double. Yeah. And I was like, I told him, I was like, I'll pay for it. It's not a big deal, you know? And yeah, then he's like, I just can't. Well, the other thing is the sidecar is what they're calling this. So you, okay, let's say you order a vodka soda. Mm. You're going to get a one and a half ounce pour in your vodka soda. And they'll say, and I've had them offer this, especially during Sundance, they'll say, would you like a sidecar? It's basically their, their way of saying you want more alcohol. But the rule is it can't be the same alcohol that's in the glass. Yeah. So they'll say for an extra dollar, we'll give you a sidecar, but you can't get vodka. It can be gin or something else, and then somebody else can take it and pour it into your glass. They can't pour it into your yeah. glass. It's fucking weird, man. Like it's weird. But here's the thing. It's not just Utah. I, I did some digging. And the United States, and in the United States, a lot of this goes back to prohibition, which is that very, very dark period of time from 1920 to 1933 when alcohol was banned in the United States. And after Prohibition, even though it was made legal again, there were so many laws that persisted and persist to this day. And again, a lot for Prohibition and a lot just for really, really weird reasons. So I dug up a few. Did you dig? I did dig up a few of these uh, things. And let's feel free to discuss amongst ourselves here. So we'll start with Iowa. You've been to Iowa? No. Let's yeah, do a been, show you've there. You've been to Iowa? Yeah. You've been to Iowa. Is that a place worth doing a show at? In? Nah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, I was To all beautiful. our fans oh, in Iowa, it, it is okay. very yeah. nice. Yeah, See, it's just influenced us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so in Iowa, here's a rule. <laughs> Drinking rule in Iowa. You cannot run a tab 
in alcohol in, in, in Iowa. No tabs in you have to pay for each drink in, as you get them. They cannot run a tab. That would drive a bar. You cannot leave it. Can't yeah. leave a credit card. That that yeah. does not happen in Iowa. They go happen here. You want to put down a credit card? Doesn't happen. Uh, and I think the, they say that the reason for this though was to protect the bar owners because people in Iowa were apparently huge uh, drinking dashers. Yeah. You know, people walking out on it. So <laughs> in Iowa to this day. No tabs. You got to pay for every round as you get it. Can you believe it, Emma? No, I can't believe you that. You cannot believe it. In Massachusetts, in Massachusetts, like big, big Boston's in Massachusetts, big city. You know what you cannot do in Boston? Either what, one of you what, care? What, what, what? What you cannot do in Boston? No happy hour. No really? happy hour specials. Nope. You cannot. Uh, you cannot run special uh, happy hour specials as a public safety measure. And by the way, that's funny. Because some of the drunkest people I've ever known in my life are from Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So it kind of goes to what you were saying before. These rules don't stop people from drinking. I think it makes them drink more. Totally. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. But um, there are certain things that I'm trying to think now. And maybe you guys as Americans can say this is something that happens too. But in the north of England where I grew up, on a Sunday, last call was significantly earlier than any other day of the week. Oh, Nine yeah. o'clock is the last time you can get a drink in some places on a Sunday. Well, they're, they're blue laws, they call them here in the United States. And there's a lot of places, uh, for instance, uh, my state, Pennsylvania, where I grew up, they don't sell alcohol on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, you can, well, no, you can buy it in a bar. You can't buy it in, there's no, uh, you can't go in the uh, so liquor store. So it's a dry, dry state. Uh, yeah, they have blue laws and a lot. And then, so for instance, when I talk about that 3.2 beer mm. in Utah, in Colorado, you can go into the grocery store any day of the week and buy any beer you want. Except on Sunday, they can only sell 3.2 beer. Why do you think that? It's it's purely religion. It goes to religion. It's, so that you can't black out and forget about they're God? They're thinking you're go- not going to get as dr- It's bullshit. It's complete bullshit. But that's it's the so idea that behind you it. It's, yeah. Don't forget to pray before you go to bed. Yeah, it's the same reason Brett Kavanaugh got can, uh, got on the Supreme Court. The religious people oh, in this country are fucking now. crazy. All right, all right, there we go. <laughs> That's all right, all right, don't get thing. me started. Okay, so in Maine, speaking of Sunday, here's a funny one. In Maine, uh, you are not allowed to sell alcohol on Sundays at any establishment in Maine before 9 a.m., okay? In Maine. Before I, that 9, makes sense. Except for one day of the year. Um, what day is that? Oh, wait. Christmas? Nope. One day of the year, you can start drinking New at 6 a.m. January 1st. Nope. It's a six. holiday. It's a big drinking holiday in the U.S. Well, well, the that's Bowl. based on another country. Oh. Oh, of course. Paddy, St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. It's the one day of the year in oh. Maine, which is actually on the books. They can start selling alcohol at 6 a.m. Because there's probably a hell of a lot of Irish people. There, there's a, probably a lot. And then, and then, you know, there's some other laws, states that I think are great in terms of non-restrictive laws. So, for instance, Louisiana, New well, Orleans, one of my favorites. So in Louisiana, they have the drive throughs I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Yeah. They go down, there's drive throughs and you can pull up in your car. To a and store, or, a shop. No, it's a, like, a, like a drive through window, like Burger King. Okay. And yeah. say, hey, I'd like a, uh, a hurricane. Or I'd like Hurric- any, like a, a full-on fucking, like a slushy drink, like a, you know, like a big a frozen drink Can or I whatever. Can ask for a dirty martini? Uh, if they, I don't think they would have those, but they're mainly these giant things that you get, like in Mardi Gras. Like, you know, you've seen the big slushies plastic. or the hurricanes, and you would think, well, how can they do that? How can they hand you? I'm not kidding you. These are like, you can get like a 32-ouncer. Let's do how can a they hand you episode. this? How do they get around that? As long as they, this is true, as long as they don't put the straw in the drink. So if they give you the straw and the straw is still in the wrapper, the thing, the rationale is that you're not going to drink it. You're, they're not encouraging you to drink it in the car because the straw is still in the wrapper. It's still in the wrapper and you're it's not, not in the drink. You're not going to open that straw until what you they, get home. Yeah. It's, <laughs> what are they going to do when they're, they get rid of straws? They're already trying to. I, and um, that, well, the, Louisiana is probably... Yeah. Way straws. behind on that Paper. part. Yeah, but uh, that's a good point. What <laughs> happens then? How do they get around it? I don't know. Ideas? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, they won't. They won't care. I don't think they care there. I don't. Another another interesting one, Tennessee, home of the, one of the most famous whiskeys in the United States. Which one? Uh, Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. Yeah. Jack Daniels. Uh, do you know the county uh, where they make, in Lynchburg, Tennessee, 
Uh, it's actually Moore County, but Lynchburg's the, the, the town. Dry. Yes. Dry County. But they changed the law recently. It's still a dry town. It's still uh, dry county. But you can drink. You can get Jack Daniels on the distillery tour. Interesting. Interesting shit. What a factual What a weird episode we're having. I feel like I need more whiskey for this. There's so much knowledge pouring out of you today, Dan. I love it. You know, it's like I showed up today and I was like, I'm going to research some shit, man. How about we talk about High West for a minute because I've only had a sip. And let's really talk about this because it's important. There are so many different kinds of whiskeys, especially American whiskeys now. So I want to know why you guys love this stuff. And then... Let's do a whiskey quiz. How about that? Ooh. All right. I like it. All right, Levi, get in. Why do you like High West? Come on. Uh, it's, it's funny. I mean, High West, the bourbon for me was a stretch because, you know, growing up, I've got family that lives in Louisville, and I've done the bourbon trail there as well. And they don't believe that any other bourbon outside of, you know, Bourbon County is yeah. considered a true bourbon. Well, and, and by the way, we've we have discussed this, and just so everybody knows out there, we don't. that is a that is something that a lot of people believe that can that bourbon can only be made in Kentucky. Not right. true. There are rules for bourbon. That is not one of the rules. The rules: fifty-one percent corn in the mash has been aged in charred new American oak barrels, uh, and has to be uh, distilled at eighty proof. Go ahead. There we go. Well, so I just any other bourbon you know I saw from Utah or whatever, I wasn't interested. Yeah. And but then I tried it, and, and they, it's amazing. And they influenced you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I their, got influenced. Their bourbon is pra- American Prairie, American Prairie bourbon. Yeah. yeah. This one's a rye, so as we know, then that the, the the you know the rye is the main, has to be at least fifty one percent rye on this. And these guys, these guys have really kind of taken off. And and one of the things I would say, if anybody's ever going to go there, we went. They have a place in the middle of town, right in Park City, called the Nelson. College. C- cottage. Cottage. Yeah. What was that guy's name? The guy, that, Jimmy? What was his name? Terry. Terry. Terry the cat. Terry Come on, the, tell us about Terry. <laughs> that guy was the greatest. Well, we walked in and he had on the his little uh, uh, sheriff vest. Remember, and he had a sheriff badge. And I, I that asked legal? You wouldn't argue with Terry. Okay. No, no. No. And I asked him, though, I was like, are you the sheriff around here? And he, he goes, I am, young man. <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it was like, all right, cool. And, he, get Terry yeah. on the and he and Terry was uh, he 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 knew his stuff. He did, and he uh, it's such a it, it's a cool. That's what the thing about it is like it. High West came around in two thousand six. Okay, oh, so, I have a question. Yeah, because it, the owners like the Midwest. Like, what, what is the they like the stories from the West? He was like, a he was a biochemist, and then he made a bunch of money doing that, and he loved Utah, and he loved the West, and. They were telling us there that the reason that's where the name. Do you remember what they said the other name was supposed to be before they decided to call it High West? I remember uh, it was really bad. Yeah, I know. Mine too. Yeah. There was a lot of drinking going on. But yeah. this guy, the guy, uh, uh, David Perkins, is the guy that started it, and his wife, uh, Jane, he just loved the Old West. and The Old West, sorry, that's what yeah, I, I, and, I meant. But he to wanted say. to call it something else, and I yeah. cannot remember what it is. But anyway. They go there, and this is a really unlikely place, as we talked about. Utah's a really unlikely place to have what is now one of the most popular uh, whiskeys in the United States. The last known legal still in Utah before this <gasps> was 1870. What happened? Do you, what's going on? Do you feel like... The funny the funny moment here, guys, is yes. that Dan just answered one of the questions to my quiz. Oh, so I'm going to have to pull someone else out of my bottom. But don't worry, I've got time. <laughs> Sorry. Well, that's one of them. Um, but yeah, so it's it to me it's kind of I, I think it's a it's a testament to how good this whiskey is mm-hmm. that it's managed to survive in an un probably say an inhospitable climate for having a distillery. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, and now that place is, you know, I think it's Obviously, they've got the huge facility that they're building on. When we were there, they're they're adding a whole new thing, and then the the saloon that they have in the middle of town is fantastic, and it's, it was packed when we were there, and really kind of off season when we were there. And well, yeah. what was what was the other one they were distilling? It was the uh, it was the oatmeal, or oh, the, yeah. the, not the oatmeal, but the oat whiskey. The oat whiskey. Yeah. That's a new thing they're doing. And I mean, yeah. uh, here's what they have: they have the rendezvous rye, they have the double rye, the campfire, the American Prairie bourbon. And then there was, yeah, that was... The, but they were saying that that was 
that was like a Mormon recipe or something. Yeah. Because they would and they would uh, distill the whiskey with oat. Yeah. So and, and it, it, it was you know it's it's a good. It place. tasted like white lightning. It tasted like when I had moonshine. It tasted back like white lightning. Yeah. yeah. That's really shit, isn't it? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know. If, I mean, if you like moonshine. <laughs> I don't know if corn, I've ever had corn moonshine. liquor. Oh, I'm sorry. It, there's a cider called white lightning in England. I'm getting confused, but it's very yeah. cheap, and kids yeah. drink it. Cider. Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah. No, no, this is, so when he says white lightning, he's talking about, you're just talking about basically. Moonshine. Just throw everything Whiskey, spending no time in the barrel, high proof, came right off the still. You put it in a mason jar and you drink it. Yes. Now, did you, where did, how did you come to whiskey? How did you, I mean, this is what you drink. How did you come to become a whiskey lover? I've, I've always loved the, like, oak flavored and spices and things like that. And, I mean, first time I had you know, whiskey. I mean, I didn't really care for it at first. I don't think anyone really. I don't does. think anybody starts. It's like an acquired nobody taste. starts with whiskey unless you're stealing it off your parents' yeah. bar, and then you're just like, ah, it's yeah. going to throw up. But what? I mean, the starter drink, I think, for most people, for me, it was probably well, it's beer. Yeah. For me, it was beer. But then, in terms of liquor, I think, I, I guess I would have maybe. I think gin and tonics, because yeah. it's because I was probably underage in the bars, and I was like, what's What's inconspicuous? You know what I mean? Like, because you're worried about shit like that when you're 19 with your fake ID and you're like, what can I get that's not going to give me away? You know, and it's like gin and tonic, you know, and, <laughs> and gin doesn't make you, you know, you're British, you know, gin, it doesn't, it's easy. It's, it's not, not whiskey's, not whiskey's harder have, to drink, right? Yeah. yeah. Not when you have a delicate palate when you're young. I think it's quite, it's quite abrasive gin. Can be quite. I started out with Malibu and Coke. I was a red flag. <laughs> like, red flag. I'll well, have a Malibu and Coke, please. Yeah, and then, like, fancy was, like, I remember absol- like, absolute citron. Yeah. Like, this is fancy. Because I, I didn't know what citron. I didn't know citron was, like, French. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Um, but, yeah, whiskey, you don't come to whiskey. Not many people. I guess now they do. Well, I started with rum. And it's funny, like, rum. when I was in school... I got in trouble for, I would take, I would, <clears throat> I had a friend that would buy it for me, and then I'd give her like an extra like 20 bucks or whatever, <laughs> but like this big, the big handle of Captain Morgan's, and I would fill up water bottles, and I would take it to school and sell it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. You were the rum, you were like the, you were running, rum, had, you were yeah. a rum runner in your school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how, how, if you wanted to get drunk, wait, I, I gotta to know. I gotta know oh. how how much for a twelve ounce water bottle of rum? What was the what was the going rate? Back I was then? well, I was selling them for like you sell for like twenty five bucks, man, because you can't kids can't get it. You can't get rum. You can't mate, get it. Or you know? get handed out rum. When and I get a whole thing of it. <laughs> when I was a kid in Philly, we would do the thing where we'd go. And this is like high school. And by the way, Drinky Fun Time does not support underage drinking. We support <laughs> responsible drinking. Now, let's get yeah. back to the but truth. We'll, we'll <laughs> back also, to the tr- now, back to the truth. We're also realists. So yes, we're being realists. So when, we, when I was kids, I, I, you know, I grew up in a tough neighborhood in Philly. We would wait outside the liquor store, and you'd be like, look, and you'd try to see like a guy who looks kind of young, and you'd go, yeah. hey, hey mister. man, hey, mister, can you, uh, yeah. can you, get, us, uh, can you get us something? And we'll, you know, like, we'll throw in a couple extra bucks. And a lot of, most times it worked, but every once in a while you pick the wrong guy, and he's like, yeah, yeah, here, give it to me. And then the guy would walk out. This happened more than a few times. The guy would walk out and be like, and he'd start walking the other way. And you're like, hey, hey. And you could chase after him. Hey, what are you doing, man? He's like, fuck, fuck you. Get the fuck out of here. And you're like, what? Yeah. We gave you money. Fuck you. You want me to call the cops? <laughs> <laughs> that was when we were like 15. It was always you know, a gamble. Yeah, but what gamble. else were you going to do? <laughs> yeah. You had nothing you else a, to do. You didn't have a lot of options. But remember that feeling of like, you didn't have to worry about it in Europe because you could drink. It wasn't a 18, thing, right? though, there's a difference. When you're 15... <laughs> What you look like at 15 or 14 and what you look like at 18 is very different. But did you ever have the thing about, did you have fake IDs where you grew up? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. I just went in. I just went in. I remember the first time I went to the pub in, in Chorley um, <laughs> wearing like a pink marshmallow kind of outfit that obviously been bought for my birthday about two years the before. Same, you mean like the same one you're wearing the now? The same one I'm wearing okay, right yeah, now. Okay. But my, fi- my best outfit, basically. <laughs> <laughs> And going in and asking for a Malibu and Coke, and then the second time I went up, someone saying, sorry, no. But, like, we've let you sit here. We've let you have a moment <laughs> being an adult, but you've got to leave. How, Go old were, how old were you? 14. Four- now, that's just wrong, Emma. 
Well, I was shaking the whole time. <laughs> and mother, if you're listening, you know this story. I then had to go back home via the bush shelter where I'd left my change of clothes in the rain, change in the bush shelter, then break in through the gate back into the, the, the back gate of this lady that was in a nursing home, Aunt Eva. She wasn't a real aunt. And we'd then walk <laughs> through the back of her garden and then just go back to go home. home. And Wait act up. like you'd been somewhere else. Yeah, but did drenched. You, did, you have, did you have your, I mean, <coughs> you know, we all went through this. The biggest fear for me with the fake ID was that they were going to take it. Yeah. Did you ever have one taken? No, I, it's funny. I'd never even had a fake ID. What? Just, he I, always, he came you've had out that beard. He's had that beard for, his whole life. I, yeah. yeah, I was born with it. <laughs> no, I had my, my friends like, I don't know, we always knew somebody. So oh, they just let yeah. us drink or whatever, or let us in. No, we had to have the fake ID. And you would sweat it because every once in a while, you know, there'd be that asshole at the door that would go, yeah, no, I'm keeping this. <gasps> Can he keep me. the ID? Yeah. And, like, you know, and you're like, no, man, it's really me. Yeah, is it? <laughs> and they go, yeah, get the cops. Come on, man, don't be a dick. Fuck you. And it, it was, that's a dick move, though. You're working the door. Like, I didn't realize it back then. I, I saw bouncers as, like, Every authority figure was kind of all lumped in together. Cops, you know, this, and bouncers. But now you think back, it's like, it's a dick move, I guess. No, it's not. You do the same. You totally do the same. You'd be, <sighs> no, you wouldn't be like, would, sorry, no. I would no. do it. I wouldn't take the, would you take the ID? No. No, unless it was my ID. bar. Yeah. Then I'd be like, you fucking asshole yeah. trying to drink in my yeah. bar. I would take their ID sh- you and won't. say, you go back and get a better one. Because this, this did not fool me, and it's not going to fool anyone else. Go and get another one. You're going to get another fool one. Fool me, I'll say. Are you ready to do our quiz? I've got to find another question. Since you to, maybe. I thought we were going to do our oh, quiz. Producer Bo has produced another question for me, so oh, I'm safe. Okay, so wait, is this the quiz? What time is it, Dan? You have a computer sitting in front of you, though. You feel the tension? Levi Stuck, Dan Dunn, going head-to-head. I'm taking his. I'm taking his laptop, so he hasn't got any. What are the rules here? The rules are well. First of all, could you please establish your um, your sounds for? Oh yeah, I need a buzz in. Your buzz in. What's your buzz? I'll I'll do mine first. To give you a clue. My okay. buzz in will be. Um, He's never had to do this. I've before. never had. To, I've never had to do one. I'll go. You can take. Oh. That's gross. Do you want to just take mine? No, because then I'm spinning. Up. Okay. Oh hello. <laughs> All right, I'll do that one. Okay. Oh, hello. <laughs> That's my buzzing. No one laughs when I do it. <laughs> All right. All right, I'm going to have a little more whiskey. You want a little more whiskey? You might Everyone need Everyone top it. up. It, oh, sorry. It's top actually called up. the drinking game. We have a real intro for this. Oh, let's hear it. Hang on. Can you find the drinking? It's time to play the drinking game. That was nice. So therefore. All right, so here's what we'll do. And we didn't bring one, of course, but we'll be playing for a drinky fun time hat. So if you win, I why didn't we bring Levi a drink? Oh, that's my fault. I fucked up. I should have brought you a hat. Rude. God damn it. I'll bring All right. you a hat next time. All right. All right. Okay. This we're is playing for this. We're playing for what? What are we playing for? Uh, the the bar tab. Time bar tab. And bar tab. Pride. Yeah. And uh, this is about whiskey. So it's tricky trousers with Dan because he knows a lot about whiskey. But that's let's right. Just he knows a yeah, lot I'm about probably whiskey. Gonna, uh, oh, uh, see. I, I like it. All right. When you're ready. Hang on. What's your, yeah. int- what's your buzz in? Um, I'll just... No, you gotta kind of no. buzz it. Woo! Oh, that's, come on! That, that, <laughs> when you listen back to this, you're gonna wish you thought. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Dun, dun, dun. Perfect. Oh, Great, okay. that's perfect. Right. Okay. So it is a multiple choice. Please hear the question out. Okay. And then first to answer. Oh, uh-huh. buzz in. It's gotcha. obviously. Okay. All right. Off we go. Prior to prohibition. No, no. Oh, hear the Dan. question. Oh, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. That's what I do. Sorry, just <laughs> get right. me back. Here we go. Prior to Prohibition, what was the most popular type of whiskey in America? Was oh, it? hello. I already know what it is. I know, but you've got to hear the question out for the but listeners. But I already know it. Can I? Who would like to try and answer I get it wrong, If I get it wrong, then he can. All right, go ahead. Prior to Prohibition, what was the most popular type of whiskey in America? Was it bourbon whiskey, rye whiskey, malt whiskey, or Tennessee whiskey? Dan, what was it? Well, no, we can both. Oh, hello. You already did it. Go on. Rye whiskey. He is absolutely, I'm afraid, right. Yes. Okay, Take then. That, Levi like Stuck. I had a chance. Let's see if he can do this one. Then. Come on. Okay. You got this. On his deathbed, this famous person asked for whiskey, but the nurse refused him. Who was he? Was he Benjamin Franklin, Teddy Roosevelt, 
Bill Wilson, founder of Alcoholics Anonymous, John Wayne, the American actor, or Winston Churchill, British Prime Minister? Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Is it Winston Churchill? It was not. Damn it. Oh, hello. John well, Wayne. No, you're both wrong. <laughs> All the wrongs. I knew if I gave her the sound effects, she was going to go crazy. <laughs> I kind of gave you a See, clue, guys. it's kind of addictive. People listening back home are like, come on, it's the guy that founded Alcoholics Anonymous. Why would he want you know, whiskey on his deathbed? Yeah, Bill Wilson asked for whiskey on his deathbed, and the nurse said no. Fuck. So, ha. What a rude nurse. Damn. What a rude nurse. <laughs> Just let him die in peace. <laughs> Give him a goddamn whiskey. <laughs> Let's carry on, shall we? All right, we? so next, it's... Uh, next question. Right. It's uh, one... One it's nothing. One nothing. Yeah, just be better. Yeah. Okay. Which one of these... <laughs> which one of these is not an Irish whiskey? Michael Collins, Ben Nevis, the Wild Geese, or feckin' Irish whiskey? Oh, hello. Dan. Feckin' Irish whiskey. You are absolutely... Oh, crap. Wrong. Levi, go ahead. I'm just going to say Would that. Like to, one more in. time, one more time. Yeah. Which one of these is not an Irish whiskey? Michael Collins, Ben Nevis, the Wild Geese, or Feckin' Irish whiskey? Dun, dun, dun. Ben Nevis? Absolutely. And do you have, do you have a reason to explain why? No. Okay, I'll tell you. Well, clap. Hey. Ben Nevis is a mountain in the Scottish Highlands. So even Ooh. if it was a whiskey, it wouldn't be Irish. Okay. All right. Damn it. How much am I enjoying this? And I'm telling you. Okay. Last question. Do you want to just hit a random sound effect? Because it's fun to do it. Do it. We love gin. We mm-hmm. love gin and tonics. Okay. And we've heard... <laughs> <laughs> Yay! See, it's fun. It's addictive. We're going to give it... We're going to Levi play with it, too. Oh. Oh. Oh, the news oh. about booze. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. That's it. That's it. Right. Last question. I think you'll both enjoy this. So we are so currently neck and neck. neck so and whoever neck. gets this is the winner. Okay. In the film Easy Rider, Jack Nicholson's character says, "Here's the first of the day, fellas, to old D. H. Lawrence." But what brand of whiskey is Jack swigging? Is he swigging? Jameson's, Jack Daniels, Jim Bean, or another brand beginning with J. Dun, dun, dun. <gasps> Go, Levi. I'm going to say Jim Bean. <gasps> Damn! Yes! My man! Look at this! Our guest won fair and square! Oh, I can't stop clapping. You are a worthy, worthy avatar, sir. <laughs> Damn. Nice job, man. Yeah. Yeah, that it was, never uh, happens. It's fun beating you with that. I, you just kicked my <laughs> ass. I enjoyed it. And in honor of that, I'm going to randomly play a sound effect. <laughs> Winner! Oh, you <laughs> just had to get in there, didn't you? Do something. <laughs> well, everybody loves it. <laughs> okay, so what have we not covered here today? We've covered High West. We've covered... Levi, what do you got going next? What's happening next for you? What's the big um, thing coming? Actually, I just wrapped my first. Um, it's a short, it's a short film, but uh, I'm the lead of a motorcycle gang. Oh and, shit! Yeah. What's do it called? You... It's called Laudanum. Okay. So if you remember Doc Holliday, there was the stuff he was drinking, or his uh, uh, his ex or his ex girl or whatever was drinking. What's it called? Laudanum. Laudanum. Remember she was addicted to it. I don't know this. Oh. Yeah. Celia's so, over. yeah, it's a it's a cool story. It's about a um, leader of a motorcycle gang who ends up his junkie uh, ex-wife ends up getting pregnant and dies in labor, and I have to decide what I'm going to do with the kid. So you can't give it away though. What happens to the kid? Well, I can't give away the story. And it's a short film. Yeah. Remember though, remember yeah. whatever you choose with that kid, you're going to influence a lot of people. That's right. That's true. <laughs> How many times has influence been said this interview? <laughs> she's she's jealous, man. She's jealous. You got the influence. Um, so when where when's that going to? Where can we see that? It's, it's just wrapped it. Yeah, just like not even a month and a half ago. Okay. So how was that experience? Was it cool? Dude, it's stressful. I mean, it's a lot of work. Yeah. I have a crazy amount of respect for actors. Yeah. So it was my first. A chance doing that so getting into a role and then you know your the way you shoot is your you shoot for like 14 hours straight and then you'll have like 
10 off, and then you got to be right back on set again for another, you know, 14. It's like long, long days. And there was, it was something you had to draw upon a lot of emotion for this role. Was it a kind of a, was it a heavy role? Was it uh, kind of? But what was cool is I, I mean, I didn't have to stray too far from who I am, anyways. Okay. So the whole motorcycle thing, and then the motorcycle. Yeah, what do you ride? Thing. What kind of bike do you ride? Uh, I have produce, a Harley. Producer Bo is in. The producer Bo sitting yeah. here. Hi, producer Bo. Everybody, let's give it up. Yeah. Producer Bo. Of course, yeah. loves motorized uh, vehicles, <laughs> cars, motorcycles. So, what do you what are you riding? Uh, Harley Dyna. Right now, I've had that for about four years. Okay. So I grew up racing dirt bikes and everything, though. So yeah. I've always had a bike, and then I've got a because I'm doing work with Harley um, in American Crew. I've got a uh, uh, the new 48 that I'm getting this. I wish month. I knew what that. I, this is where I'm I'm feeling yeah. so emasculated right now. I'm like, oh, the 48. Yeah. Is that the follow up to the 47? <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, yeah. The four, I, yeah. Had a, I had a 46 a couple of years, two cool. years ago. So 46, would be, yeah, two years ago I had the 46. They're yeah. up to 48 now, huh? <laughs> those those wow. are the hot, hot pink ones, right? Crazy. <laughs> yeah, it matched Emma's outfit that she used to wear. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the marshmallow pink one. The marshmallow pink one, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so the 48. All yeah. right, yeah. And that so. goes, uh, that's a, what kind of engine that got in that? A 60? Uh, that's 1,200. 1,200? Yeah. Yep, and then 1200. my Dyna has a 1,600. <laughs> just say numbers. Just yeah. Yeah, but it makes the noise. It's got the brum, brum, yeah. Ring, it's got the it's got the bars and the and the wheels. Ring, it's got two wheels. Ring, ring, ring. So, um, yeah. what do you think about the crotch rockets? Do you don't like those? I'm not a fan. Not a fan either. Me it's not a fan. I mean, I, I get it. Or? Crotch rocket is a. Uh, you explain. Like I don't a, want to like show a Ducati you. Like Ducati or a Gixxer, or like Suzuki's, Kawasaki, stuff like that. They're fast, fun. Fast. They're fun, but for like lo- I do a lot of long trips. Like I just uh, two weekends ago, I rode to Big Sur. Okay. Um, did that went up through Monterey and everything, but to take a, a crotch rocket on a trip like that, I mean, it would break your back. It's too much crotch action. Now, would you too much crotch, crotch action? It, action for it, sure. it burns the crotch. The crotch. Yeah. You can get that crotch burn. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Would you ever go to the Salt Flats out? That's in Utah, right? I rode Where, through there. You did go I, through uh, in 2014. I rode to Sturgis, South Dakota, from LA. Okay, and you go right through there. Yeah, I camped there. But I had to run in with you, a crazy raccoon there. Would you get, get on crazy, one of those bikes? Would you get on one of those incredibly fast bikes and fucking rocket yourself? Would you do that? Yeah. You wouldn't be afraid. No. I would be what so afraid. What are you afraid. referring to? So the salt flats are this area. I out got that bit. It was yeah. the rocket and through. So the cr- the, we're talking about like these. How fast do these bikes go? The ones I'm those pretending are, to know like about. 300 or something, don't they? They're like 280. It's crazy amounts. Crazy. Yeah, so crazy. Yeah. But you wouldn't be afraid to do that. No, I mean, I would give it a shot for sure. Well, but if you fall, you're hit, dead. I'm not going to turn down a good time. But if you fall, you're dead. That's why I'm on Drinky Fun Time. Oh. That's right. <laughs> you didn't realize so, what pussies we were on this show. Well, me at least. Yeah, I'm like, I would ride like a, I would ride like a beach cruiser on yeah. there. I'd be like, oh, what if I fall? The salt might scratch me. Uh, yeah, probably, <laughs> such a badass. <laughs> Dude, I ride. All right, I'll say this. I ride my beach cruiser without a helmet on the beach. Wow. Not everybody does that. Rebel without a cause right there. I kinda, you know what I think to myself? I'm like, if I got to fall, yeah. I'll ditch into the sand, yeah. and worst case scenario, get sun, sun in your eyes. Get a little sand in my eyes, or in my, you know, you get it in my beard. It's hard to get it out. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, we've established that Levi's a bigger badass than me. All right, fine, and knows more about whiskey than me. And I, yeah, I beat you in the game. T- and you beat me so in the game. I don't want to forget that. More tattoos. I yeah. am feeling bad about myself. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've learned a lot of today, Dan. What? We've we have learned a, we've lot. a lot you. of stuff. Yeah. Learned a lot of stuff. And uh, so to follow you, it is at Levi Stock? Yep. At and then Levi Stock. I also have a gentleman's blog I run as well called Rebel Ritual. Okay. And that's, that's all right. whiskey, leather, motorcycles, fashion, all that kind of stuff. God damn so. it. Can, can you style me? Yeah. Because we, like, we were talking about this, right? My girlfriend's looking over at me, nodding right now. I go, yes, <laughs> style. Because we were, who, we were talking about somebody uh, last night. Oh, we were talking about uh, Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. And how good Tom Brady, the football player, you know, he he looks. And then I said, stupidly, I said, he probably has a stylist. And my girlfriend's like, duh, of course he does. (laughs) And I'm like, I need a stylist because I don't have style. Look at this. This is not stylish. This is why we do a podcast and not a television show. Probably. Like, Levi has (laughs) it. It's true. He has style. Look at it. He's got the motorhead shirt with what you get, like a shirt under the motorhead shirt. And then you got a shirt over the motorhead shirt. What is that shirt? You get layers of He didn't rip that. Moths did that to his No, that was done by moths, yes. And he's got the wrist. This thing, rats. Those damn LA rats. (laughs) That's (laughs) right. 
God damn it. Out in the valley. <laughs> told you it's tough out there. Yeah. They'll fucking rip your shirt. That yeah. was him coming to the show. There were crazy fucking drug addicts grabbing at his shirt, ripping yeah. at him. And then, you, and then you got this thing on your wrist like that. Like, I want one of those. Yeah. So we passed the store. What was the store we passed on the way here? Can you just say it to me? The store where you said they have the cool jewelry. The Great Frog. Have you heard oh, of this? Yeah, yeah. Is this on Melrose? Yeah. On Melrose, right oh, down the street. got a couple rings from that. And that's what she said. So yeah. she says, oh, they got rings. They got this. Producer Bro, like, if you had this right here, like, don't you think no, both of us no, would look okay. better? Can I just say something? Because this is oh. really cute and all, but he's got the look. He's got the beard. He's got the tattoos. He's got the muscles. You oh, and Producer Bro I see where we're putting going a little here. bit of a jewels on. <laughs> my my confidence leaving this interview. I don't. I, don't I, I, I think I speak for uh, Producer Bo when I say I'm offended by this idea that, okay, yes, you do wear it better, but I think if Producer Bo and I wore... A necklace. Would we still like you? Of course. And if it had a skull on it, they'd be like, oh, those guys are bad. Please just there's... get that now. No, could actually, you see just get us? One. We could see just, us at the tasting kitchen and we like one. with our skull necklaces. <laughs> People would be like, I'm not going to fuck with those guys. They have skull necklaces them. on. Yeah, they got skull <laughs> necklaces on. And they got the, I think they got those rings at that place on Melrose. <laughs> the frog Imagine, What if he smacked me with that ring on his hand? It might hurt. Fine. So anyway, what I was saying is Levi's going to style me. Okay, next good. time, next show we do, you're going to be like, I don't even know this guy next to me I, now. I can't wait to eat my words. Maybe he was, <laughs> he looks like somebody out of Easy Rider who was drinking, what was it again? Oh, love it. Jim Beam. God damn yeah. it. I wish I knew the answer to that. I don't have uh, the access to the sound effect. Uh, well, I'm going to say this. We always love doing shows here at Melrose Umbrella Company because it's a, a fantastic place. And if you're in L.A., you got to come here. It's really cool. It's awesome. We love being here. Uh, the High West Whiskey, the High West Whiskey, big hits. Emma, you're always a hit, always a hit. And, of course, I want to give it up for our, our, our guest today, Levi Stock. Yay, thank you, Coming Levi. on the Thanks, show guys. and Thanks making... Thanks for entertaining this nonsense. Yeah. There it is. And, uh, and I want to so follow Levi at Levi Stock with an E at the end. With the E at the follow end. Follow us at, uh, what's our, we don't even know what ours is. Nobody Drinky cares. Time. Nobody cares. It's with a Y. We're, but maybe after this show, we're going to get up to like Hey, you know, if you want to influence people to find out who we are, That's right. we won't cry. That's right. He's going to influence <laughs> us. We're going to be influenced. <laughs> and he's getting a tattoo. He's drinking the rest Thinking of this bottle. It. Yeah. He's going to drink the rest of this bottle of High West. And then we're going to get gonna him get a tattoo. He's going to get a thing. And then you know what happens? You know what time it is, don't you? Time to end this fucking show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Levi. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Melrose Umbrella Company. Thank you, Whiskey. Me and producer Bo are going out. We're getting some fucking bling. <laughs> <laughs>